Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. How do we recognise good spiritual authority? You say that true authority protects people, true leaders guard the flock. Leadership has vision. They receive revelation from God in order to lead the people. There is fruitfulness, effectiveness and excitement. And you ended yesterday's program by saying that where there is good spiritual authority, there is humility in the leadership. But things aren't always like that, are they, Colin? No, they're not. But let's let's take a good case scenario. Moses. <laughs> now, Moses was recognized as such a humble man because um, he could even meet with God personally as a friend meets a friend face to face Moses was God's appointed man to lead the people of Israel out of bondage in Egypt but people rebelled against the authority of Moses and Moses knew that to be an authority he had to be subject to authority under the Lord's authority, led by the Lord. So he recognized that if somebody questioned his authority, because he exercised true spiritual authority, then they were actually going against the authority of God himself. Now, let me just read from Numbers chapter 12. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses, they asked? Hasn't he also spoken through us? And the Lord heard this. Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. At once the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out to the tent of meeting, all three of you. So the three of them came out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance to the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When both of them stepped forward, he said, Listen to my words. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord burned against them, and he left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, there stood Miriam, leprous like snow. Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had leprosy. And he said to Moses, Please, my Lord, do not hold against us the sin we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from its mother's womb with its flesh half eaten away. So Moses cried out to the Lord, O God, please heal her. The Lord replied to Moses, If her father had spit in her face, would she not have been in disgrace for seven days? Confine her outside the camp for seven days. After that she can be brought back. So Miriam was confined outside the camp for seven days, and the people did not move on till she was brought back. After that the people left Hazeroth and encamped in the desert of Paran. Now this is just one of many scriptures that I could use to teach this principle. God was, uh, had appointed Moses to be his man, his leader in the situation. Now Aaron, of course, had been Moses' right-hand man uh, ever since his call to go back to Egypt to deliver the people. But, as happens sometimes, uh, 
there was criticism, probably first in Miriam's heart, because she was the one that got the leprosy, but then also influenced Aaron, her husband. And they became critical of Moses. Now, the thing is that you would say, humanly speaking, they had the right to be critical because Moses should not have married a Cushite wife. Uh, and yet, because he was God's man, God had given him authority to lead the people. So God stood by the authority that he had given Moses. And what, he, what God was saying to, to Aaron and Miriam, how dare you speak against the one I have appointed to lead my people? We could say in brackets, even if sometimes he is wrong, you have no right to criticize my servant because what you are doing is in effect criticizing me for putting him in charge of my people. So you see, it's an implicit criticism against the Lord. God was not pleased. And what you see in Miriam getting the leprosy is the judgment of God on rebellion against the authority that he has put in place. Now, let me say this is God putting authority in place and people in place. It's not people claiming authority, people claiming to have authority because of their position or anything like this. This is where God has raised people up and given them his authority. It is a horrendous thing. It is rebellion to go against that authority, even if in some detail uh, the people in authority are wrong. They don't have to be right. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I have a, a position of apostolic leadership in our work. It doesn't mean I'm going to be right about everything. If I'm wrong about something, I don't cease to be an apostle, nor does God take my authority away. He will simply show me where I'm wrong and bring me back to repentance. Uh, and so I say this to our people. I say, if you, if you think I've done anything wrong, then pray for me. But understand God is not going to um, take away my authority just because I've done something wrong. So um, Moses understands all this. And the interesting thing is, you see, as soon as Miriam has leprosy, then Aaron needs the intervention of Moses. Uh, and he needs Moses then to intercede and pray for Miriam's healing. And God honors Moses' prayer. But I want you to notice this about rebellion against the Lord. God said that Miriam had to be put outside the camp for seven days. Now, the people were in transit. But the whole nation was held up for seven days because of the rebellion of Miriam, aided by Aaron. That's what rebellion does. It holds up the purposes of God until the rebellion is dealt with and eradicated from the body. Now, all rebellion is ultimately the work of the devil. 
and because the devil rebelled against God as Lucifer in heaven got thrown out of heaven. Therefore, he always wants to lead people in opposition to God. And we saw there's three ways in which we need to be submitted to God with spiritual authority. To his word, so the devil tries to get people to go against God's word. We need to be submitted to the spirit, so the devil tries to deceive, so that people will be led by deceiving spirits instead of the Holy Spirit. And because people have to be led forward in unity, where there is unity, God commands the blessing, and Jesus prayed, Father, may there be one, the devil tries to bring division by speaking against the leadership, because that's what causes division. So these are very, very serious things. And where they exist, they hold up the progress of God's people until all those elements of um, rebellion are removed. And there was an even more serious rebellion that took place a little later when three guys, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, and a whole lot of other guys, they rebelled against Moses. They became insolent and rose up against Moses, the scripture says. And what, what, what was their beef? Well, they said, you have gone too far. The whole community is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is with them. Why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? Now, my goodness me, that is a word for the church today. See, there are so many churches, especially charismatic Pentecostal churches, where um, you know people say, well, we're all people of the Spirit. We all have revelation from God. What makes you think that we should all go the way that you are saying? Well, what happened to those guys that had that attitude? The earth was opened up and swallowed them and their families up, and fire came down upon all who had been influenced by them and burnt them all up. That, again, is God's judgment. Now, praise God, we live in the New Testament times, not Old Testament times, and the judgment of God now is tempered by his mercy, the mercy that is available through the Lord Jesus Christ. So when people rebel, they don't get leprosy, and, they, and the ground doesn't open up and swallow them up. But the effects of rebellion are just as serious today as they were then. And rebellion is going against the authority of God, against the authority of Scripture, against the authority of the Spirit, and against the authority of true spiritual leadership. I've been saying it all week, true spiritual leadership, not the false kind of authoritarianism that unfortunately exists in some places. So wherever that rebellion exists, it has to be eradicated so that then the people of God can move on in unity, in love, in submission to the Lord. Because actually what operates in a situation where there is rebellion are rebellious spirits. Spirits that are subject to the devil and alien to God are actually working through people. They may appear to be very nice people, very, you know, committed in all kinds of ways, but it just shows you. I mean, Aaron was Moses' right-hand man, but rebellion operated through him. These other guys, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, they were leaders, and God was denied. His authority was denied in them. They rebelled. So praise God that he is the Lord, and where there is rebellion against his authority, it has to be eradicated so the people can move on in unity. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 